Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. Hello, everybody. I'm Chris White, president of CXR, and I'm host for today's podcast, where we're producing a segment we like to call Have You Met? Now, we sit down uh, typically with the TA leaders, sort of shine a little light on them and what they're doing, where they've been, and just sort of help you get to know them a little bit, learn kind of what they're about. So today, I am really pleased to bring to you longtime recruiting veteran uh, and CXR member and CXR alumni, Rob Drumgold. Wow. Hey, well, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on the show, Chris. Appreciate the invite, and I can't wait to talk uh, recruiting with you and uh, um, just have a great discussion about some of the unique things we're doing here at Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma. Yeah, well, I tell you, I mean, so you've been doing this a while, so we're pleased to have you on. Uh, you've been doing this a while, but Rob, you you have sort of a diverse background in recruiting. You're at Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma, and correct. And- and before we sort of get into that, I want to talk a little bit about you. You've been at, let me make sure I have this right. You've been at uh, PNNL, JP, yes. yeah. uh, Correct. T-Mobile. You were last at T-Mobile. Correct. Uh, and I think, and I probably missed a few in there, but you also have an executive recruiting background that goes way back. Yeah, I was at an agency, a retained agency for a few years, and I even did an internet startup in um, was a multimillionaire um, with unvested stock for a minute and, and lost it all with everyone else in the internet bubble, but it was a fun ride. <laughs> that almost sounds like we should we come back to another episode for a country song. There you go, right? That's how I ended up here in Oklahoma. <laughs> I lost it all and ended up in Oklahoma. <laughs> well, okay, so none of those jobs, none of those sound like Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma to me. Not at all. Not okay. at all. Well, why such a departure from what you would typically typically be working on, or what you had historically been working on? Sure. So uh, my previous role at T-Mobile, I was heading up recruiting for the southeastern region um, for the engineering function and recruiting engineers to help build T-Mobile's fantastic 5G network. And when I heard about this opening, I was kind of like you. I was like, what? But so I'm like, I have to go interview and talk to this amazing tribe. And the story that compelled me was even though I, I had done some high volume uh, recruiting in my past with JP Morgan on the home loan side with like loan processing centers around the US, um, what I felt the, the what I thought about this particular story that was so unique was the the tribe has such a diverse business portfolio. Um, we have nine different hospitals. We have a police force. We have uh, child care centers all throughout the nation. We have grocery stores. We have ranches. We have 20 casinos. We have three resorts. So the diversity of the business portfolio I found very compelling, but also it's the servant leadership aspect. Um, when I worked at the National Lab, there was an element of giving back and serving the country because all of the, the research was in essence things like climate change or national security um, things of that nature but the give back aspect here of the nation is all of the money that the tribe makes through uh, the, the 20 casinos and three resorts goes back to pay for tribal services so 
Um, as successful as the casinos and the resorts have been, because they have earned billions of dollars and they do very well, um, it goes back. We still have tribal members in rural southeastern Oklahoma that do not have an internet connection, that do not have a cell phone coverage. And, you know, the money that someone, when they put the money in the slot machine or spend at a table game at our resort, it goes to pay for, you know, a doctor at our Tallahina hospital. You know, you know, we're delivering babies out there. They got the full whole hospital. We have to hire the nurses for that. We have to hire the hospital staff. So it's a unique way to give back and help support um, a, a, the third largest tribe in the United States because we have 200,000 tribal members. And at the same time, I get to live in uh, a beautiful state with low cost of living and no traffic. And uh, so it just seems like a unique mix. And the opportunity to basically build a recruiting function from the ground up and just kind of be unleashed uh, seemed very compelling to me. So I was like, well, why not? Let's just, let's give it a go. So I have to tell you, when we talk about the breadth of the jobs, now I, have, I'm, I just pulled it up while you were talking about that. We have, I've gone to Google Jobs, which is obviously, it's not going to be all of your jobs, but you've got hundreds posted and I'm just going to rattle these off. So sure. if you're listening, hang in here with me for these categories. <laughs> Restaurant and hospitality, management, personal care and services, cleaning and facilities, computer and IT, healthcare, sales and retail, education, protective services, customer service, accounting and finance, manufacturing and warehouse, transportation and logistics, entertainment and travel, business ops, installation, maintenance and repair, advertising and marketing, big deep breath, admin and office, science and engineering, HR, Sports, fitness, and recreation, legal. Yes, we have wellness centers. Yeah, I forgot about them. <laughs> yes. Media, communications, and writing, social services, nonprofit, construction, art, fashion, and design. Here's a fun one farming and outdoors, energy and mining, real estate, and my favorite so far, animal care. Yes. Yeah, well, we have, we have two ranches with heads. God, I don't even know how many head of cattle. I want to say thousands on each. And in fact, not listed on there. We're going to be building our own uh, meatpacking facility. We're not necessarily going to try to compete with Tyson, but we're going to build our own meatpacking plant so we can actually harvest our cattle on the ranches and distribute the meat um, from that meatpacking plant to our food services so we can give to the, the poor um, tribal members so they can have access to you know, basically fresh organic beef. It's fantastic. Rob, when I invited you on the show, the idea was like, geez, nobody recruits for a whole city. And now I'm starting to recruiting spans what a country of recruiting. It's literally a country. I mean, I have a chief of police open right now. And the, the tribe is literally, and a lot of people listening probably are not aware of this uh, Supreme Court case last year, but there was a, a Supreme Court decision called McGirt last year that basically uh, formally established um, multiple tribes as formal reservations. And it changes the legal landscape for Oklahoma. Um, a good chunk of the state of Oklahoma is now actually Indian reservation land. Uh, so it's, there's big changes coming. Um, 
I mean, in terms of the sovereignty, I mean, in theory, you know, I don't know how far you can walk it into the future, but the tax implications, the actual boundaries of the state of Oklahoma in theory could change. Uh, there's a lot going on right now. So what is that type of uh, uh, ruling? Like what, what is something that gets, that gets put in place like that? What does that mean for recruiting? Are the, is the, does change your world of recruiting when you're talking well, about- uh, We'll talk about the immediate line of sight. I'll give you an example. So in, as a result of that ruling, um, any type of crime that's committed on the reservation land or against a tribal member is now not actually prosecuted by the state. So in the past, um, actually, I had a staff member, I'll just use her example, Casey might laugh when she hears this, but uh, someone tried to steal her husband's truck last week, and her, her husband owns a local business, and you know they, they finally got the person who attempted to steal the truck. But since the, it was a non-tribal member stealing from a tribal member, that is no longer a state case that's prosecuted by the state of Oklahoma. That now becomes a federal case. So uh, the jurisdiction changes entirely. So as a result of that, um, I have to help build up or recruit. My team does, not me. But So we have to hire additional tribal police for an entire reservation police force. We have to hire public defenders. We have to hire judges. We have to hire prosecuting attorneys. And these will work with the federal government um, versus the state. So if you know, so this person who stole the truck would face federal charges and be charged in federal court. Yeah. Or if there is a tribal member that for any reason, maybe a tribal member had, um, maybe they steal something on tribal land or something and someone does something bad on tribal land or even harms, you know, let's say they tried to steal your car. Well, that would be potentially tried in tribal court in this reservation instead of through the state. Because in essence, it's a total sovereignty issue. And... Uh, that means we have to build up the whole judicial function for a nation, right? So we have to recruit for that. And, and that's just one aspect of that. But, I mean, of course, we have the Child Care Center opening. We opened a brand-new museum that literally opens to the public in the next month. So I had to recruit for that. And, you know, so it, there's all kinds of unique things going on here at the so nation. Rob, it's just fascinating. Rob, what's um... – What's what? There has to at least be one job that floated across your desk where you were like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, yeah, the one that, in fact, I think I shared it on LinkedIn. Well, today's the 23rd, so I don't know when this is going to air, but um, my staffing, my director of staffing for our remote teams, Tanya Impson, has to recruit a ranch manager for our ranch that's in Daisy, Oklahoma. And I think they have like two or 3,000 head of cattle. And I'm thinking to myself, how do you recruit a ranch hand? <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's on Indeed. It's not LinkedIn. You know, I'm like, okay, do I go to a rodeo? You know, I'm like, so maybe do I like drive to other ranches? Is there like a ranch association where you see speakers? <laughs> so I, and I don't know. Now I will, Tanya and her recruiter, I'm sure are going to do the intake and do just fine. But, yeah, in my I, mind, I'm like, I, can't imagine, I don't know how to recruit for that one. I can't imagine any point in your career prior you ever thought, ranch manager, yeah, I'll probably recruit one of those one day. Yeah, I know. Not at all, right? So, I mean, they, we have a now we have a drone range here where we work with NASA, and we'll actually work with the FAA and NASA, and we'll test drones. 
I'm like, I could find that. PhD, NASA scientist, no problem, right? <laughs> Ranch manager, I'm at a loss. It's, it's the new purple cow. You're no longer searching for a purple squirrel. It's a purple cow. No, and, and, and another one of those that was recent, we also had to find a manager for our pecan farm. So we actually have a pecan farm in southeastern Oklahoma, and that was another one where I'm like, uh, okay, where do you find that? <laughs> so we had to have someone go and... Vacation program. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it, it's... It is, it's for an entire nation, right? So in it's this, the Choctaw Nation itself is, is massive in size. Eight states can actually fit within the boundaries of the reservation. So you know, when you think about the sheer size of it, it would go, it'd be like a four hour drive if you were going east to west or another four hour drive if you were going from north to, or south to north. So, and we have all of the, the towns and the schools and the infrastructure that, you know, even we have lakes and water, we have to keep clean and water for the people, stuff like that. Rob, I, I think, I have to say, I think you might have one of the, uh, the biggest jobs no one's ever heard of. I, when I actually drove down and I had never been to the state of Oklahoma until I interviewed here for the first time. And I honestly thought that it was going to be recruiting for the one casino that's here in Durant. And then when they outlined it, I was just like, what? And how does no one know about this place? I mean, and, and it was anyway, opportunity of a lifetime, right place, right time. And I, I've now, I want to say the team. So I had to recruit an entire recruiting team from scratch and we now have roughly, I want to say, about 50 people, but I didn't have the budget to pay. I couldn't like go to Dallas and hire an IT recruiter. You know, I just couldn't afford it. So we've had to build our recruiting function basically from the ground up. And I'll be honest with you, we've actually tapped in to the career crossroads resources, and uh, my team, which is which is brand new, hasn't had a lot of training or access to any type of events like an ERE or LinkedIn Talent Connect. They've never been to anything like that. So actually having your keynote speakers to tap into and listen to, whether it's through the talent board or like a Glenn, um, Mr. Bullion Black Belt. Glenn, I'm sorry, I forgot your last name. I'd pronounce it wrong. <laughs> but you've, you've had a, every week you've had speakers that have um, that you've invited on. And I've had a lot of my team who've dialed in and picked up tidbits here and there. But my team is about 80% tribal members, mostly women. And they largely came into the function with no experience at all. And now I've got a fantastic IT recruiter who's mentoring with Amy Miller on a monthly basis. And she's, she's just ripping it and gripping it. We're not using headhunters at all. Um, and I want to say that within the past hundred days, we've hired almost about 2,400 people externally wow. into in this market, right? So a, a lot of hourly non-exempt positions, high volume, and they've just been, I mean, like I had a job fair yesterday. We had 175 offers on the spot. So um, it's, and we've had a lot of those job fairs. So they have done just a fantastic job. So it's been been a whirlwind but at the same time just to watch how far the team has come in two years so from someone who's never done it recruiting at all to someone who's been you know who 
you know, we've had speakers like Katrina Kibben come in or Trish Weirdka, who's a great sourcing expert. She spoke at SourceCon, Amy Miller, and they've helped to uplift our function. And now we've got like a great IT recruiter. We've got great. I have recruiters who've headhunted public defenders now. I've had headhunters who brought in, you know, really, really high level people in data analytics, all because of some of the speakers that like your team's brought in. Well, I think so it's just been kind of. You're very kind. You also have to remember you're building a, and all these folks who have come in to speak. Yeah. You know, whether your mm -hmm. place or our place, another location, even when even yeah. when you come back to the TCs, you got you got to remember, Rob, that you're building a recruiting team from scratch, literally from scratch. Literally from scratch. I had there was zero budget, and I want to say this next budget will probably be, I don't know, three and a half million or something, right? So, I mean, it's still not a huge budget compared to a lot of functions, but it's not nothing. So yeah. it's, yeah, <laughs> it's, and they've done a great job. Yeah, the work you're doing and that your team is doing is definitely not nothing. Uh, it's it's mm -hmm. pretty impressive. And the fact that you've got these folks coming in with literally no recruiting experience and are still crushing it and you're hiring thousands and you're hiring the breadth, just the breadth of, the roles that you're hiring means that you can't exactly have recruiters like a like a large organization might have, where they only recruit this and they only recruit that. And I just think that's a testament for the work you guys are doing. And and we do tend to silo a little bit, but they'll cross function. You know, I've got one recruiter; she's working on call center positions, but then in the side, she's doing a data scientist. Yeah. You know, so and and it, it's like what? You know, to your point, at Google, we might not set it up that way, but um, I I found that recruiting is recruiting, and and when you actually hire these young people who are really eager to learn, and you put them in front of training, whether it's through Career Crossroads or Amy Miller or Katrina Kibben or others, um, then they listen and they actually you give them the tools. And you give them some basic training and they just go out and do it. And we've hired people without college degrees and they've just knocked it out of the park. You know, we've got some gals on our team. We're working back of house, driving a forklift, you know, had perfect attendance for a couple of years working at a casino. And she's like, Hey, let's make her a recruiter. And she tears it up, you know? So we, and so all of the stuff that you talk about, like, hey, consider people who don't have degrees or diverse backgrounds, we've kind of been forced to do through necessity. And guess what? That experiment has, I mean, the numbers don't lie. I mean, we've yeah. hired thousands of people in a short period of time. And I would stack those recruiters up, the gal who was driving a forklift up with anyone from Facebook or Google, and I think they would do just fine. And, and their backgrounds might be different. They might have grown up in rural Oklahoma. They might be a tribal member, but they can freaking recruit. I think that's fantastic. They're doing a great job. For potentially, you're hiring for folks who can be trained. Uh, I think it's mm -hmm. doing great work. Rob, thank you so much for joining the show. We're really excited to have you on. I look forward to seeing you at one of our meetings next week. Absolutely. And I cannot wait to have our first in-person crew crossroads event. Oh. And hopefully I can convince you guys to come out here uh, to the Choctaw Nation, and I could give you guys maybe a tour of the cultural center. Maybe we could have our dance team perform, and uh, maybe we can get you to stay in our world-class resort out here. All right, well, let's talk about it, because it's not like you've got a shortage of land out there. This is true, but we'd love to see, and I can't wait to talk again.
Yeah, it'll be good stuff. It'll be good stuff. Look, as many of you already know on this podcast channel, we connect with talent leaders and practitioners almost weekly to talk about everything ranging from what's keeping them up at night to their favorite wine or their most experience, uh, excuse me, embarrassing experiences are like today, just to chat and see what they're what they're up to or what they're working on. So you're not gonna want to miss any of these episodes, whether it's a segment like uh, have you met like this one or Man's the Matter, Uncorked, or our popular uh, growing uh, expertise. So if you haven't already, head out to cxr.org slash podcast, subscribe and get caught up. And while you're there, check out the new updates and community growth happening uh, around any of the dozen or so forums and groups that are currently helping nearly, believe it or not, 5,000 members who are both members and free users. So there's plenty of content collaboration taking place with free members, cohort members, and alumni. Check it out, cxr.org. We'll see you guys there. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time.